0: lost a battle isn't that something that god loves you so much that he takes you in under his wings he never lost a battle and guess what when we do it the way he say do it you will never lose a battle your own self i don't care what it is who did what or how it came about dad never lost a battle uh i get great comfort in listening to um one of uh my old favorite songs from ron cannoli the battle is the Lord's. God of mercy. The battle is the Lord. I have to remind myself of that because when you are accustomed to being in control of yourself, you will think you are the one that's supposed to fight. You, you think you're the one that's supposed to do all this stuff. And guess what? You're going to lose every time. It looked like you won, but you didn't. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, I, I got to go back and comment on uh, something John said. It was, uh I don't know whether or not you guys know how powerful what he said was about uh, about all the stuff you do to your lawn. We've been in this house for a few years and man I would go to Home Depot. I would go to Lowe's, I would look at some uh, YouTube videos on you know how to care for your lawn and all that great stuff and I was not getting the success that I wanted uh, even though I was doing everything I knew to do. And one day I went to this man's house to Uh, repair his roots and he was a lawn care guy and we got to talking and he finally told me he said he said let me tell you something man he said you cannot go to Home Depot you cannot go to Lowe's and buy what you need they will not sell you the stuff that you need because they actually don't sell it themselves he said you have to go to you have to allow a professional to come out and once he get your loan established, and then you can take over. You know, they they use a much more powerful chemicals and stuff. And as a result, once they get your learn established, and then you can do it. And man, as John was saying that, I saw what was happening on this screen, man. When we allow the, uh, the people before us who have really worked hard and given us all this great knowledge about the word of God. Okay, we don't have to look it up the way they did because they spent hours and hours and hours. I I was listen to a teacher the other day saying how he would shut himself up in his church uh, weeks at a time. Just him and his Bible, you know, getting revelation from God. And I'm going to tell you guys, I hadn't done anything like that, but because they did it, I'm able to sit here and teach you guys what they learned by spending all that great time. And it was a shorter time for me. And then for you guys, when you catch a hold to it, it'll be a shorter time for the people under you to catch on to it. So let us always go to the professionals. Hallelujah. The people that are before us, sit at their feet and, and figure out and learn what they learned and get that revelation knowledge in us. And as we get it in us, we pass it on to the next generation. Hallelujah. Ooh, that was good. So thank you, John, for, I call it, setting up that. Uh, what which is said it was so spiritual uh for me. Glory to God. Uh Father God, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise, honor, and glory, Father God. As you reminded me when I came down here to sit down, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. That's a command, church, is for us to rejoice. I don't care what's going on in the midst of it. Rejoice, hallelujah. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for showing us how to rejoice, no matter what goes on around us, Father God. Rejoice, even your joy that builds up in us, Father God, and just flows out of us, Father God, toward others. We thank you for that, Father God. We thank you for the precious Holy Spirit. We thank you for the unction that you have placed in us, Father God. And because of that unction being in me, I know I have all the help I need to get your word across today. So we're thanking you in advance, Father God, for all the revelation, knowledge that will be placed in our hands, in our mouths, in our ears, Father God. And I pray, Father God, that the people today will have a ear to hear hallelujah when we have a, a ear to hear father god you can always depart more and more and more because we can we are continually hearing we're not basing this on what we have heard but what we are hearing because we know now that faith comes by hearing not by having heard so we are hearing your word today father god fresh just like we never heard it before father god so that we can continue to grow and be like you in jesus name amen 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 hallelujah uh let's go back and cover a scripture uh that we used last week uh luke 21 and uh luke 21 chapter 9 and we'll add another scripture to it this is not the lesson but it's just something that i just want you to keep in mind well it's this is for your comfort no matter what's going on around you uh this is for your comfort luke chapter 21 Luke chapter 21, verse eight and nine. Okay, Uh, Luke 21, eight says, and he said, take heed that you be not deceived. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ. And the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them. You know, we live in a time where there's a lot of things happening around you, and some people, you know, if they feel like they can tell you this, they'll start telling you, "Man, woo! I tell you, Jesus is getting ready to come. The end time is near." You know, some folks, uh, I mean, they want to get you in a in a position so they can tell you that. But we want to follow the scriptures, okay? Because uh, if you follow the scripture then you will not be afraid. You will not be in terror. You won't be afraid to walk at your own door. Uh, Verse eight again, it says, and he said, take heed that you be not deceived. For many shall come in my name, saying I am Christ and the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them. But when you shall hear of wars and commotion, you know, uh, uh, we found out, Commotion means all this stuff going on around you. You know, just a lot of commotion. Uh, It seems like a lot of stuff is happening, okay? But when you should hear of wars and commotion, be not terrified. In other words, he said, don't be afraid. You know, keep it cool. Stay in comfort, okay? For these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. Hallelujah. Man, get yourself a hope of that. What Jesus will say, you know, Jesus is our big brother. Big brother ain't lied yet. Hallelujah. The son said God has never lost a battle. And, uh, and Jesus, he ain't never lost. Hallelujah. Because he said, I only say what the father said. So once again, verse 9, but when you shall hear of wars and commotion, be not terrified. For these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and back now uh, there's some more stuff on this but really this is talking about uh after jesus uh after he has returned when it's time for the Antichrist to take over and all that so we don't want to get into all that but let's go over to james chapter four because i want to show you something that we just add a little bit of something to it just for your uh for your information james chapter four James chapter 4. All right, James 4. verse 1 says, From whence come wars and fighting among you? Come they not hence even of your lust that war in your members? Now we uh now I know this scripture is talking about uh during the time when James was writing this Man, them Christian folk was uh, in—they was in war with each other. You know, somebody want this uh, because this Christian, this person didn't do that. You know, and they was upset. They was out of the spirit, so to speak. But right here it says, "From whence?" But when you look at war itself, war is happening because of something selfish. Somebody wanting what somebody else already have, and they decided since I'm big enough, I am going to take it from you. (laughs) Hallelujah! This is where we get wars from. Okay, it says, "From whence come wars?" And fighting among you come they not hence, even in your lust that war in your members. Then verse two says, You lust and have not killed and desire to have and cannot obtain, you fight and walk, yet you have not, because you as not. So we can see now war is of a selfish nature. This is where war comes from. Somebody being very selfish, okay. That was just a, uh, this, this is something for your comfort because when you turn on the TV, when you look at uh, your news every day, oh man, they are after you and, and uh, you, you will feel so sorrowful of what's going on. But Jesus said, these things must happen, okay? He said they must happen, okay? Hallelujah. Now, let's get into the meat of the lesson today. Uh, the, uh, we're going to talk about, really, uh, God is a spirit and you are a spirit uh last week toward the end of the lesson uh, excuse me a question yes sir uh, about war what about war between people like individuals not okay. against countries but again conflict between people okay now like that scripture, the, 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 the scripture that we just read right in john i mean i'm sorry in james let's go back to that because that is exactly what he's talking about right there okay Let's look at that again. I'm so glad you brought that up. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's look at that again. James chapter four. Okay, James chapter four. Just giving you a minute to get there and see what the Holy Spirit was giving me. He says, From whence come wars and fighting. Check this out now. Among you. That means uh what my wife and I. Uh you and your wife, you and your friends. Say, where do it come from? Then he says, even check this out, even your L-U-S-T-S lust, <laughs> lusting after something that you uh 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 well not something that you shouldn't have, but lusting after something. You know, suppose I wanted um, woo, um suppose I want me a just a new uh 2022 ford f-350 pickup truck i mean boy I, I i love those trucks i really do all right i don't really need it but i just like them man you can get to the point where you go to lusting after it and uh my wife and i know we can't afford it but i'm gonna say i'm gonna get it anyway you know shucks i'm a child of god i can have this you know then all of a sudden i don't need it but i go to lusting for it now my wife and i is in uh is in what turmoil because i'm lusting after something that. I'm not going to say I'm not supposed to have it. I just can't. My Everything might not be set to get it at this particular time. Okay. So look at the scriptures real close. He says, from whence come wars and fighting among you, come they not hence even of your lust that war in your members, hallelujah, and lust is a, a feel a strong desire for something. Thank you lust is to fill a strong desire for something <laughs> hallelujah okay now let's let's do that again because you know the, I'm, I'm teaching you the way the holy spirit teaches me is to look at every word so you don't miss it this says, from whence come wars and fighting among you come they not hence why even of your lust with an s okay That war in your members. That when it says war in your members, that's in the members of your body, it can be in the members of your congregation, or it can be in the members of even your family. Okay. (laughs) All right. Then verse 2 says, You lust and have not. Glory to God. Once again, you lust and have not. All right. You lust now. Remember what the word lust means? That a strong desire. For something, I mean, you don't. You have set your heart on this, you know. Uh, it could be another woman that you ain't supposed to have, but you don't set your desire on it. All right, you lust and you have not. Then he says, you kill. <clears throat> this is now. This is going to the uh, to the extreme. You kill just because you are lusting after something. Okay. Now, thank you, Lord. There's a, there is an example in the Bible. Uh, David who lusts after another man's wife uh and he wanted that woman so bad until he had the husband killed so that he can have that woman now that's extreme but he did it and now that's what i love about the bible god showed you the victory but he'd show also, also show you the defeat so let's go back you lust and have not you kill and check this out there's a big word and desire to have okay and cannot obtain you fight and walk Yet you have not because you ask not. Hallelujah. Mm -mm -mm. All right. Verse three, you ask and receive not because you ask amiss. That word amiss meaning, man, you just simply missed it. Hallelujah. You can't have that that way that you're trying to get it. Okay. You're trying to take it. All right. That you may consume it upon your lust. Glory to God. Let's read those scriptures again. From whence come wars and fighting among you. Now, that's the key right there. Among you. Come they not hint even of your lust that war in your members. You lust and have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet ye have not because you ask not. Now, the next verse says: now, when you ask, he said, you ask. When you do ask, you don't receive it because you ask amiss. That means you didn't go at it the right way. You didn't go at it the way God designed for it to come, all right? And as a result of that, guess what? That you may consume it upon your lust. Hallelujah. I hope that helped you out there, brother. uh, Brother, Uh, Any more questions, more comments on that? So remember that, guys. You might be wanting something so bad that you are lusting after it. And, and, when you, and then James, this is Jesus's head brother. So he hung around Jesus. He knows what he, he is talking about, okay? Let's read that one more time because uh, let's do it one more time. He says, from whence come wars and fighting among you? Now, uh, for real, uh, he's talking to, let's just say the church, the Christian folk, all right? Come they not hence, <clears throat> Even of your lusts, all right, that walk in your members. You know, this could be so simple. It can be so big. You can get on a church and man, they uh uh somebody might want some red chairs in them. And other folks say, man, we got there ain't nothing wrong with the chairs we got. Why we got to go about each chair, you know, and they go to lusting after those chairs, and because they might be putting more money in church, they figure out a way to get it yourself, themselves. And as a result, the whole thing messes up. Like I said, it happens in a family. You know, uh, my wife and I can get together, and say, "Okay, that's what we're gonna do with this, and what we're gonna do with that." And we're sitting, we make a decision, and there ain't no war, there ain't no lusting going on. Praise the Lord. You said again, yeah, it happened on your jobs. man. That's something. Praise God. People are, are take your job, they see you doing it so well, they'll come up with some kind of way uh, uh, to get you out of it because they're lusting after your stuff, man. Hallelujah, you know, uh, even the job I'm doing, that all that stuff happened. Oh gosh! All right, let's keep going. Praise you, the Lord. Okay, now, last week I made a statement. I uh, came out of, I think it was Proverbs chapter 20, I believe it was, and I said the uh, uh, how God put out of your belly. And uh, my friend uh, Elder Howard said, "Explain that." And when I started to open my mouth, you know, the whole Spirit was letting me know. There ain't no way you can give a short answer on this. Hallelujah. So, going back to the basics, okay, we are going to look into uh, uh, this. And, I, and, and I'm being honest. If you allow yourself to catch a hope to what would be talked in, the, uh, in these next few minutes, it will be a life-changing experience for those who don't know this. And even for those who do know it, uh, take it out of your mind. that, Oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I said that before, but I made myself sit down and listen again. And as I did, guess what? This thing just grew on me even some more. So in saying that, if you're in the book of James, take a left, go over a few pages to first Thessalonians uh, chapter 5. First, Thessalonians, chapter five. Well, you guys are turning. I, I, I must admit, when I started getting a hope of these things way back in the 80s, uh, they were very foreign unto me. Um, a lot of stuff I did not understand. I just took it at face value. And over the years of me continually holding on to it, the Holy Spirit has been able to, uh, to make it grow. To get it in a position where uh, you can be able to help somebody else uh, out with it. Uh, First, Thessalonians chapter five, and I love saying this because you know I just like the way it sounds. This is Paul. He was writing a letter to the church at Thessalonica. Hallelujah! Thessalonian, the Thessalonican church. All right. Now, verse five. I'm in chapter five, verse twenty-three says, and the very God of peace sanctify you holy, H W H O L L Y, not H O L Y. Holy. That means everything about you. And I pray, God, your whole <clears throat> spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ all right let's look at that again and the very god of peace sanctify you holy and i pray god your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our lord jesus christ here is something worth you spending time to understand Uh, according to the bible you are a spirit Okay. You have a soul, and you live in a body. Hallelujah. Your body is your earth suit, okay? You are a spirit. Now, uh, hold that in, in mind. You are a spirit. I'm sorry. Okay? You are a spirit. You have a soul, and you live. You know, I'm being on it. You live in this body. This body is my Earth suit, okay? The way I was taught, taught this way back in the day when uh, the spacemen, they would get in the space capsule and go up, they would have to put on a space suit to go to heaven. Oh, I mean to go <laughs> up into, yeah, that, that would be right, to go up in space, okay? Have to have on that space suit. So in order for us to live on this body, uh, on this Earth, we have to have this body, okay? But this body is carrying your soul, all right, and your spirit. Your spirit, okay, is that part of you that God uses to contact you with, all right? Your soul is that part of your body that carries your mind, your will, and emotion. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, okay? Now, remember now, you are soul. I mean, you are a spirit. Don't ever forget that. You are first a spirit, okay? You have a soul which comprises your mind, your will, and emotion, okay? And your body is your earth suit which carries all of that around. The way God did this thing is the way this scripture says your spirit first, all right? Your mind and then your body is what carries everything around, okay? Now, You are a spirit. Let's go back and and get your eyes on the scripture again. Uh, John chapter 4. John chapter 4. In fact, it will do you good to say, I am a spirit. Glory to God. I am a spirit. All right. Now, let's go over here and look at John. This is a very familiar scripture, but it's good for you to get it before your eyes. For you to see it, your own good self. Hallelujah john chapter 4 verse 24 it says now remember you are a spirit okay hallelujah and then look at verse 24 it says god is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth so you are a spirit and guess what god is a spirit so what is a spirit It's a breath. I mean, it's a, it's like, it's a breath of air. In fact, let's go look at that. Go back to Genesis, chapter, maybe I think it's chapter one. Yeah, let's go back to Genesis. Let's let's look at this thing for real and see how all this come about. Remember, you are a spirit, God is a spirit, okay? Okay, I'll get there in a second. Okay, now, verse Genesis chapter 1, 26 and 27. Now, remember, God is a spirit, and you are a spirit. And God said right here, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and all the great stuff, uh, over everything that creeps and all that good stuff. Now, move over to uh, chapter two in Genesis. All right, you in Genesis? Let's move over to chapter two. Remember, God is a spirit, and you are a spirit. Okay, now. And the Lord God, verse uh, 7, verse 7, verse 7, Genesis 2 7. And the Lord God formed the man of the dust of the ground. Okay, now God took the time to, you know, when you look at all these words, it says the dust of the ground. Actually, that word means clay. So God took some clay, took some dirt. And formed this man. Okay. He made a man. And as far as we can tell, that man looked just like him. God is a spirit. So he took of the dirt, the dust, the clay of the earth, and he formed this man. So picture in your mind, you got this dead body just 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 laying there. And then look at what happened. It says in verse 7, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. And look at this next part, and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. Hallelujah. Look at God. God took this dirt, made this man. Now you you see this dead man just laying there and God goes over and you, you see him do this on TV. He breathed the breath of life into this dirt and the Bible says into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. God put His spirit, he just he breathed into this man to this dirt, and this dirt became alive. Okay. And because that dirt became alive, we are alive. Hallelujah. With the breath of God, you know, and to fast forward, when God put that when he breathed his spirit into that man, I mean it was it's on forever. Now he has created something that will never die, even though. Mm, let's move on. All right, verse 7. Okay, now my wife pointed out something to me. Let's go back and look at it. Uh, let's go back to chapter one. And it says in verse 26, and God said, Let us make man in our image. Okay, now that looked like it looked like God himself, but this really, this is God, the father. Hmm. Okay. God, the father, us, my wife is, uh, is showing me Jesus and Jesus, which is the word and the Holy spirit. Okay. It's the whole thing of God. Because if you will look back further in Genesis on at Genesis chapter, uh, in uh, in the same chapter. Yeah. Let's look back at it since we are going over this. Go back into the first part of Genesis, uh, right? And I mean, the very first verse, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, period. That's what God did. He created it. And then look at verse two. And the earth was without form and void and darkness. So we know we're going to get into this teaching one day. It's just not time to get there. Somewhere between verse one and verse two, something happened to the earth. It was uh, God had to destroy this earth. Okay, that's between verse one and verse two. That's why it was void and dark because God does not create darkness. He don't create any. He don't create anything void. But something happened in there between those two verses because if you look at it, we'll see where it says, "And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God." move upon the face of the waters here we go the spirit of god sitting out here just hovering just hovering because i'm saying this because i want you to see when the scripture says and god said let us make man we can see the involvement of the holy spirit right here of course the holy spirit was right there uh just hovering waiting for what look at verse three and you'll see the whole work of everything And God said, now God is using his word. So now we see God, we see the Holy Spirit. Now we see his word and his word is who? Jesus. The Bible says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So now we see the whole triune of God, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit was involved in the whole making of man. That's why the Bible says, let us make man. Hallelujah. Oh boy. That's good. All right, because as you see, and God said, now he is using his word, okay? Now, to get you scripture on this so that you will know this for yourself. Now, because I don't want you to go away saying, I said, I want you to see it in scripture because when you see it in scripture, that's when it really counts for you. So let's go to John chapter one, okay? John chapter one. And if you have any questions about it, because this is something that you got to get. You got to know that God is a spirit and you are a spirit. You are spirit number one, okay? John chapter one. Okay, in John chapter one, check this out, guys. In the beginning was the word, all right? And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning. So we can see that what God said, the Bible says, and God said, now we see what was happening. He was using his word. In verse 3, look at this. All things were made by him. Him who? Him the word. Okay? Now, we can look on over into John and Jesus said, the words I speak, they are spirit. So we're talking about spirit words making all this stuff happen. Okay? All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made, okay? In him, in him who? In the word was life. That's why the Bible says when God said, uh, light be, man, those words had life in it, okay? And because he spoke them, and it was life in those words, he knew how to use them, and guess what? Light came, all right? Verse 4, okay, all right, let's go back now. In the beginning was the word, all right? Was the word. And who's the word? The word was Jesus. Now, what we're basing this on is the fact Jesus, God said, let us make man in our image. Let us, us is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We can see, when we look at this very closely, to it word for word, we can see in Genesis uh Chapter one, verse two, we see the Holy Spirit. He was hovering over all of this darkness, you know, all the cause. Satan had brought chaos into the world. Uh, Right now, we have some chaos in our lives. And the Holy Spirit is is, is, is hovering over this, doing what? Waiting on you to use the word the way God used the word, okay? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. I want to say him, the word. And without the word was not anything made that was made. Hallelujah. So when you look at the, the way God operated, God used what? His word. This is what we are pushing so hard is that God used his word for everything okay and for us to get anything out of God ourselves we must have his word which is spiritual we must have his word in us coming out of our mouth the same way God did it okay now all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of man now that scripture i used last week about the candle of the lord where the light of the lord which is his word this is what we want to see uh the candle of the lord uh he uses that he used his word to enlighten us all right in verse five and the light shineth into darkness and the darkness comprehended it not any questions in the comments so far any questions any comments okay so what we want to see is god used. it was god the father god the son and god the holy spirit uh using his word to create and make everything okay now you are a spirit and god is a spirit okay let's go back to genesis because this is, uh, uh, this is some, some little stuff that, you know, we see this all the time. But, you know, when the Holy Spirit goes to show you new stuff, you're like, oh, my goodness, I just didn't see it like that. OK, now. Chapter two again. OK, in verse seven and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Remember you are a spirit and your soul is your mind, will, and emotions and you live in this body. Your body is your earth suit and you have noticed this that when the spirit uh, leaves your body then your body has to be removed off of this earth because it's lifeless, okay? Okay, remember that now. When uh, you have this body, God breathed the breath of life in it, but when your body wears out, okay, your spirit doesn't, it, it just do not die. Hallelujah. This is the part to be talking about um, uh, what getting born again and all this great stuff. What's happening? You get born again in your spirit. God gives you a brand new spirit because what we're getting ready to go over now is why you have to be born again, okay? Now, verse eight, Mm, verse nine. I'm trying to skip some stuff so we don't get get into a lot of stuff we don't need to get into. Okay, now look at verse 21. of my flesh and she shall be called woman or woman, okay? Woman, woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore, shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Uh, I'm gonna take just a small side step here. Uh, If the question was asked, you know, why do wars come between us? This is one area of war where uh, it comes into a family where the Bible says a man and his wife, they shall cleave together. That means don't let your mama or your daddy or anybody else get in your marriage and try to help you run your marriage. This is one of the things that cause a lot of war, cause a lot of mess in a family is when the wrong participants try to come in and and, uh, help you do your marriage, okay? Uh, God is the one that designed a marriage. Okay, you go to God and you see what how God wants you to do it instead of including your friends because your friends might be jealous of you. They might be lusting after your partner and they might do anything to get you uh to be separated from that person. Remember that. Now, that's just a side note, but you need to know that when when God says let your husband and wife cleave together, let all the other interference stay out of the way. Okay, now verse twenty three. Again, and Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of of man. Therefore, shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, all right? And they shall be one flesh. And look at verse 25. And they were both naked. The man and his wife were not ashamed, okay? Now, remember, God had breathed his spirit into Adam, and of course, it was there with his wife. They was in contact with God all of the time. We don't know how many years it was when God and Adam, uh, when God would come uh, come and talk to Adam in the cool of the evening, as the Bible says. We don't know how long that was going on, okay? But as we know, check this out. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm trying not to read all that, okay. Look at verse eight, chapter three, Genesis chapter three, verse eight. Ah, uh, no, let's go back. Uh, that's, that's that's too far in advance. Ah, right, let's read the whole thing. So you can understand it. now. Uh, verse one, three, uh, Genesis three, one. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, and he had said unto the woman. Yea, as God said, you shall not eat of the every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Now, God had already given Adam some instructions about not eating from that uh, particular tree. He didn't say anything about touching it. He just said, "Don't eat the fruit of that tree." He said, "If you ever eat that tree, uh, from that tree, you will you will surely die." But look at how subtle and how Satan uh, uh, is. And the serpent said unto the woman, "You shall not surely die." Now God had given instructions, and he come and told her a lie and said, "You ain't no die." He said, "Look at verse five five. For God know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes." shall be open, and you shall be as God, knowing good and evil <laughs> God. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Now, what happened here? She disobeyed God, and she cried out, and she got knowledge from another source. And folk, this is a good way to lose the spirit of God operating in your life, is when you leave God, and you go, and you find a whole nother way to get what God has given you. This is what caused the whole fall. This is what caused man to lose his uh, position with God at this time. If you would notice, uh, Eve was doing uh, all of this stuff. Eve was not the one in charge. Didn't nothing happen until Adam uh, sinned against God because God gave him. God gave all this to the man. Okay. And it did nothing happen until he disobeyed God. Let's pick that up. In the, uh, uh, in verse six, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. Um, we, looked at the, we looked at the meaning of lust a while back and that word came up. It was a strong desire For something, strong desire, a a lust was a strong desire. Look at what Eve did. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took the fruit that of and did eat and check this part out and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. Immediately after they disobeyed God, what God said and what Satan said actually came to pass. He says, and the eyes of them both were open. And check this out. They knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves Abram. Look at what happened, class. Look at what's just happened. Now, we don't know how many years that God and Adam had been coming in and talking to each other uh, every day. You know, they had this relationship. Spirit, God is a spirit. Adam was operating in the spirit of God. Uh, even Eve was. They were operating in, the, I mean, they were that together. Oh, wow. Okay. And then when they when they sinned, look at what happened. Their eyes became open. And the Bible says they were naked, but they were not ashamed. But when they, eyes, when they moved from their spirit to the soul man taking over, all of a sudden, a new wheel emotions all right all of this stuff began to take over we see it right here in verse seven and the eyes of them both were open and check this out and they knew but before that they didn't know that they was naked the bible said they were not ashamed in the garden but all of a sudden now they have lost the spirit of god and the bible says they died spiritually the spirit of god departed from them and when the spirit of god departs uh, from them all of a sudden, their mind and will and emotion took over their bodies, okay? And it's sad to say, this is where we are as Christians right now. The spirit of God is not operating us the way it should. And our mind, will, and emotion has taken over and causing a lot of chaos to be uh, in our lives, okay? Verse 7, and the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sowed. Uh, fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Okay, let's look at this again. Go back if your Bible is like right, mine. Look at the end of uh, the last verse in Genesis chapter two, when they were with the spirit of God. Now, when they were under the spirit of God, if it says in verse twenty-five, and they were both naked, and the man and his wife and were not ashamed. Okay. Now look at verse seven in uh, in the next chapter. And the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves Abrams. Hallelujah. Look at the big transformation That happened, you know, we read these stories and, you know, become the beautiful stories. But man, when the Holy Spirit starts showing you stuff, it's like it just kind of blow everything apart. He says, and the eyes of them were both open and they knew that they was naked. But before they sinned, it didn't matter, man. They They were not ashamed of who they were. But look at verse eight. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Now, look at that again. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God amongst the trees in the garden. Look at what sin has done. All of a sudden, all these many years, God and Adam, man, they was talking with each other, having a blessed time together. God and his man, Adam. And when they sinned, look at what it did. It separated them, guys. This they the uh, the spirit of God moved out of them because God called Adam, if you eat from this tree, you will surely die. And what happened? He died spiritually, okay? The spirit of God left him. This is what you call spiritual death. It left him, guys, okay? And when it left him, then all of a sudden. Their mind, their soul took over. You know, now they become a soul man. I'm a soul man. They soul took over. Their mind, their will, and emotion. Because uh, we got a few more minutes. I want to show you something. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees in the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? You know, know the way we talk, where you at? <laughs> okay, where are you? All right. And look at this. Glory to God, thank you. And look at this. And the Lord called unto Adam and said, where are you? and he said, I heard that voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. I hid myself. Now they've become a shame. I mean, shame sin has made them a shame. Hallelujah. Sin do that to you, man. I feel good while you're saying that. I mean, look at this. Uh, she desired that fruit, she ate it, and it was good. Oh, she gave it to her husband. It was so good. But afterwards, when uh, when the realization of what sin had done had cut them off from God, now they was ashamed, and now they hid themselves. This is what you call being spiritually dead. All right, let me, let me fast forward fast forward to 2022 when we, even though we born again. We have gotten ourselves a brand new spirit. When we sin, when we sin, when they were not sin, it cuts me off from God the same way they got cut off. And that that cut off is there until I say, Father, forgive me. So I'm begging you guys every day, even when you don't know you committed to sin, because we don't eat sometimes I don't even know when I committed the sin until I'm reminded of what happened. Uh even to this day, when you know you committed a sin, you stop. I mean, you know, uh uh you can do some. Well, let's not go that far today, but when you commit a sin, now there ain't got to be no big sins. Um, Even when I fell and broke my wrist, the first thing I said was, Lord, forgive me for not checking my ladder. That was a sin because it caused me to fall and do injury to the, this body is the temple of God. Okay. Now, hallelujah. So when you get yourself into these kind of positions, you ask God to forgive you. We don't want to be like Adam and Eve, get cut off spiritually uh, from God. Okay. Okay, now. All right, now with God there is no big, you know, and little sin. That, that just ain't none. It, it just uh, God is a God is a God where even the, the the minutest sin will cause you to be separated from him, okay? And this is why you want to do forgiveness every day until you can pick up on uh, what's going on, okay? Because you want, in this day and time, we want to stick with God as close as we can stay with him. Hallelujah. Any questions in the comments? Any questions? What we're discussing is you are a spirit. You must know that you are a spirit. You are spirit first. Then you you are uh, uh, you have a soul and you live in this body. Okay, that's who you are. You know you are not a soul first and a body and then spiritual. You are a spirit with a soul and you live in this body. When you begin to uh, when you begin to see yourself that way, your life will take on a whole new meaning uh, in God kind of uh, in the God kind of life. Okay. I'm finished. in the questions in the comments